Did you hear Saturday Extra last weekend? A discussion of electric trucks and how we need more, but the batteries are heavy, so fewer are allowed. And on the railways, there's also a tension with diesel lingering longer than some think sensible. Frank Santo, engineer, is on the case. If you catch a train in any large Australian city, it'll probably draw its power from an overhead wire which is connected to the grid. In eastern Australia, power in the grid is now about 36% renewable. While claiming these trains have zero emissions is not completely true today, one day it will be if this percentage continues to increase. But it is different outside the capitals. Almost all freight trains and long-distance passenger trains are powered by diesel. To replace diesel, you could string up wires over all rail lines around the country, but this is very expensive. The cost of electrification can only be justified when there are many trains per hour, but many rural lines have only a few trains per day. Another solution is needed to replace diesel. The two main contenders are batteries and hydrogen. Ten years ago, an electric car was still an expensive novelty, and range was not so good. But now the automotive industry is in the midst of a revolution. EV sales are rapidly increasing, prices are falling, charges are popping up everywhere, and a range of well over 300 kilometres is now common. However, in the rail industry, the revolution has barely started, and there are big obstacles to overcome with weight, range and charging. In Germany, rail electrification is more widespread than in Australia, with smaller gaps between electrified lines. In 2022, the first battery electric trains were introduced in Baden-Württemberg. These are charged while running under the wires and then are able to run for up to 100 kilometres on non-electrified lines, which were previously served by diesel trains. But range is still limited. In Australia, we will soon see battery-powered locomotives in the Pilbara. Gina Reinhardt will take delivery of the first for the Roy Hill mine where 2.5 kilometre long trains carrying iron ore are hauled 340 kilometres to Port Hedland by four diesel locomotives. While having the same power as a diesel, the battery locomotive does not have enough stored energy to run at full power all the way. It will provide power when needed on the uphill sections, and when going downhill, its motors will act as generators and will recharge the battery. It's like a hybrid car, a good first step to save fuel and reduce emissions. Because mines are generally in the hills and ports are at sea level, hauling iron ore is a good application for batteries. After an initial climb from the mine, the loaded train goes mostly downhill, while the returning train in the uphill direction is empty. Fortescue Mining is planning to take advantage of this with their Infinity train. Its locomotives will have very large batteries and will require no diesel or separate charging. The energy recovered on the downhill sections should be enough to power the train for the whole journey. It sounds like perpetual motion, but it is like hydroelectricity, with the water replaced by iron ore. Replacing diesel on trains between cities is more difficult. A freight train between Melbourne and Sydney running on battery power is feasible, but it would need a lot more batteries than would fit into the locomotives. In a train with 60 wagons, five or six would need to be filled with batteries. The capacity needed is roughly half that of the original big battery in Hornsdale, South Australia. Battery technology continues to improve, but it'll be a long time before a locomotive will have enough internal battery capacity to run from Melbourne to Sydney. The problem gets worse for longer journeys, but hydrogen is proposed as the way to store more energy. Development of fuel cell-powered vehicles started well before 2000, 
but progress has been slow. Hyundai and Toyota each have a model available, but there are only a handful in Australia. Battery EVs can now match their range and are much cheaper. Hydrogen cars may already be redundant. If made with renewable energy, hydrogen is clean, but it is very hard to work with. Its low density means it must either be compressed or liquefied to be stored. Tanks in the Toyota Mirai hold only 5 kilograms of gas, but at 700 times atmospheric pressure, in a volume of 120 litres. Imagine the weight of a large tub of ice cream which occupies half of your fridge. Speaking of refrigeration, hydrogen is liquid at minus 253 degrees Celsius, or just 20 degrees above absolute zero, which is very cold. That gets your 5 kilogram tub down to the volume of a bar fridge. However, liquefying hydrogen takes a lot of energy, nearly a third of the energy you are storing. For a freight train running from Melbourne to Sydney, each locomotive would need a wagon packed with cylinders of compressed hydrogen. A single tanker wagon of liquid hydrogen would be enough to get the same train from Melbourne to Brisbane. Both methods are technically feasible, but quite expensive, and there are concerns about hydrogen leaks and explosions. Trains are the most efficient form of land transport and contribute only about 1% of Australia's CO2 emissions. Getting from one to zero will be difficult, as the technology to store enough energy is not quite there yet. This challenge will keep engineers like myself busy for the next decade or two. Keep going, Frank. You think you can, you think you can. Engineer Frank Santo.